Hey, today is Free Ride Friday, so hang on to the end of the episode to hear who won this week's free ride. Every Friday, we give away a lifetime membership to one of our programs. This month, we're giving away Easy Course, our 30-day course on how to build your own online course. It retails for $500 over at easycourse.co, but somebody's going to win it for free, and somebody wins it for free every Friday. All you got to do is leave us an iTunes rating and review and listen in on Friday to see if you won. We do a random draw with everybody who's left us a review. And you enter the draw every week until you win. It's our way to say thank you for showing us love on iTunes. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey, welcome to the $100 MBA show, your go-to move for business information and inspiration every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And in today's lesson, you will learn five timeless lessons from the father of advertising. Yes, David Ogilvy. David Ogilvy is known as the father of advertising because he really is one of the best copywriters of all time. His ads are still studied and used as examples in marketing and advertising classrooms everywhere. I personally love his style of grabbing your attention and engaging you in information that's useful and entertaining. I actually have a couple of his advertisements framed in my office. I want to pass on five lessons that I've learned from him by studying his work and how they can help you market your business. These are principles you just cannot do without. I can't wait for this one, so let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is supported by Podia. Podia helps thousands of creators earn money from their passion. It's an all-in-one digital storefront that you can sell courses, memberships, and digital downloads in one place. It's the most creator-friendly platform on the market with zero transaction fees and a super-friendly 24-7 live support team, no matter what plan you're on. So they're going to take care of you, even if you're just getting started. What's great about Podia is that it eliminates all the technical headaches. It takes care of every aspect of selling your course or membership or digital download. If you've got video courses, they do the video hosting for you. If you want an easy way to charge your members on a reoccurring basis for a membership, Podia takes care of it. You want a secure way for people to download your products when they pay for them, they take care of that too. They also offer free migrations on their Shaker plan. Best of all, Podia puts their money where their mouth is. They have a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. So if you don't love it, you don't pay a penny. If you're looking to start an online course, sell any kind of digital product, or start a membership site, check them out and support the show by going to podia.com slash MBA. That's P-O-D-I-A dot com slash MBA. In 1962, Time Magazine called David Ogilvy the most sought-after wizard in advertising. Companies would spend hundreds of thousands and even millions of dollars working with David Ogilvy, even in the 60s, to sell their products and services. And David would tell you, he doesn't have the Midas touch. He's not just born with it. He uses a set of principles and rules to guide his advertising and his marketing strategies. And I want to share with you five lessons I learned from learning all about David Ogilvy. The first lesson I want to share with you is so important, and that is it's useless to be creative or an original thinker unless you can also sell what you create. 
So this point is so filled with so many great insights. Number one, if you have a product that's creative, innovative, amazing, wonderful, but it's not enough. You have to be able to sell that product. You need to be able to educate your customers on why it's so great. But it even gets deeper than that. What he truly means is that even when you're trying to sell your products and services, a lot of people try to be clever. They try to be cute. They try to be funny, which is good and all. But he says cleverness doesn't sell products. Original thinking is a good idea, but just being witty or clever for the sake of it is not going to sell the product. He says you have to connect with your audience and you have to actually give them information that's useful. You need to give them the information to allow them to make the decision that they want to buy this product. He says don't create content to get credit for being clever. He says create content that's helpful, insightful, and interesting to your target audience. I love this. I absolutely love this because this is becoming more and more prevalent in today's society, in today's marketing, where you'll see all the latest startups and, you know, all the latest products and services out there. And they're trying to be clever with their copy. They're trying to be funny. They're adding emojis. They're making jokes. They're not taking themselves too seriously. They're using animation. And that's good and all. And it's welcoming. But if I spend more than, let's say, 15 to 20 seconds on your website and I still have no idea what you do, That's a problem. That's a real problem. You got my attention, but now you're not doing anything with it. Sometimes it's best just to be direct. It's okay to add your personality and humor, but make sure you're giving the information that is helpful, that's allowing them to understand what you do and how it can help them. You don't have much time. You have to convince people quickly in today's age. People's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. So get to it. Stop trying to be so clever and try to be helpful. Now, this comes from a man that really made his career on grabbing people's attention quickly. And as soon as they have their attention, he educates them with a story. One of his most famous ads was a picture of the Volkswagen Beetle and the word lemon right under it. So obviously that caught a lot of people's attention when they saw that ad. The headline was lemon. Why would Volkswagen call their cars a lemon? So it compels you to learn about it, to read the text, the copy that's under there. When you start reading, you start learning about how Volkswagen has high standards of quality control and how they pick out the lemons so you can take home the plums, meaning they make sure that the lemons, the bad cars or the defects never get shipped out to you. So you only get the best quality cars, which makes you think, wow, I guess other companies are not doing that and I could get a lemon with other car companies. But with Volkswagen, they make sure I don't. So clever and helpful. He educates you on why Volkswagen is a good car to buy. The second lesson is researching your audience. He says the best way to speak to your audience is to speak to them in their language. Hey, I'm not only talking about if your target market is, you know, 50-year-old men that wear a suit to work every day. You need to use language that appeals to them. I'm talking about use the actual language that people buy from you use. When people email you and ask you questions about the features that you offer, how do they describe these features? That's how you should describe them in your sales pages. When you're on a webinar and somebody asks you a question about something about your services, those questions they're asking should be the exact questions you put on your FAQ pages. The same wording. Why? Because when you use the same language as your customers, they automatically feel like you get them. Hey, this person's speaking my language. This person understands where I'm coming from, how I see the world, how I see this product, how I see my business. 
when somebody uses a different language, it could be jarring. It could be confusing. It could be like, what do they mean by that? Especially if they overuse industry jargon. It's very important for you to research how people think, how they speak, and how they act. And that's what Ogilvy is all about. If you search him on Google and you look up some of the advertisements he created, the language in there is different in every ad. One ad is about Schweppes and their lemon-lime tonic. And it's a very refined type of language, very elegant, very upper class. But then there's another ad about a dress shirt for the working class that never wrinkles. And the language there is very down to earth, to the point and approachable. So use the language that your audience uses. Lesson number three, write to one person. When you're writing sales copy, whether it's in an email, email copy, your sales pages, print material, it doesn't matter. You need to write as if you're writing a letter to somebody. He says, never write as if you're writing to a stadium of people, like giving a speech. He says, when people read your copy, most likely they are alone. So if you write to them as if you're talking to them one-on-one, it's going to resonate a whole lot more. This is absolutely brilliant. And when you start writing in this way and you're conscious of writing in this way, it changes your writing game altogether. It allows you to be more creative. It allows you to be more personal. It allows you to actually add a bit of your personality because, hey, you're having a one-on-one conversation. This is not a big speech where you have to be formal and professional. You'll find it easier to explain things when you're trying to speak to somebody one-on-one. So when you sit down and write your copy, think about one of your customers, an actual customer, and write to them. Write the copy as if you're writing them a letter. Lesson number four, how to stand out. I love this lesson. It's brilliant. Ogilvy says there's no significant difference between the major brands in anything, in whiskey, in cigarettes, in beer, in clothing. They're all about the same. And he goes on and gives more examples like cakes, detergents. They're all pretty much the same. You and your competitors are not much different. But he says the company that decides to advertise in building a defined personality, a unique selling proposition, they'll grab the market. Your product might do exactly the same thing as another product, but you need to define why your product is the one to go with. You don't have to add features. You don't have to make big promises. Let me give an example. Let's say you're a website hosting company. You have great prices. You have great customer service. You have an easy members panel, right? So do your competitors. So just focus on one of the things you do great and emphasize that. Make it your unique selling proposition. Let's say you emphasize your customer service and you just go to town with that. When things are critical with your website, you need to speak to a human that's going to help you any time of day, any day of the week. Our customer service is dedicated to being there when you need us most, even though most of the time you'll never need us because we're so brilliant. That type of thing. Nothing changed in your product. You're just emphasizing one of your strengths, one of the things you do well. So people start to recognize you as, wow, okay, I want to go with this company because I really need good customer service. I need somebody with me when my website is slow or down. I need to make sure everything's working properly. And instinctually, because you're emphasizing that and others are not, they're going to say, others don't do that. This example was illustrated in an episode of Mad Men, where Don Draper came up with the idea of advertising or uh, emphasizing with Lucky Strike cigarettes that they're toasted. All cigarettes are toasted. All tobacco is toasted in cigarettes. 
No one was saying it, so they want to jump on it and own that claim and say, hey, Lucky Strike, our tobacco is toasted. And the customers are like, hey, that sounds good. I want toasted tobacco in my cigarettes. Not knowing they all toasted, but the thing is, is that no one's claiming it. Claim your fame. Claim it. And that's how you build a unique selling proposition, and that's how you have a reason to advertise and tell the world about your product. That's how you stand out. Guys, I got more on today's lesson. One more lesson from David Ogilvy. But before that, let me give love to today's sponsor. Support for today's show comes from Betterment. You're not the average investor, so why settle for the same old average investing? Now there's a smarter way to manage your money, and it's called Betterment. Now, investing involves risk. We all know that. But in my opinion, the biggest risk of all is not investing in your future at all. This is where Betterment comes in. It's an online financial advisor for people who refuse to settle for average. They use cutting-edge technology to build personalized portfolios and help you make more from your investments. Then they guide you along the way with unbiased advice to help you make smart financial decisions. All this for one low transparent fee. Plan for retirement, reach your financial goals, make the most of your money. Don't settle for average investing, demand better. Choose a smart way to manage your money, choose Betterment. And I would choose Betterment if I could but it's actually illegal for me to have them as a sponsor and use them. But lucky for you, you can use them. And as a $100 MBA listener, you can get up to one year managed free by visiting betterment.com slash MBA. That's betterment.com slash MBA. Betterment, outsmart average. All right, one more lesson I want to pass on to you from the father of advertising, David Ogilvy, and it's all about headlines. He says, on average, five times as many people read headlines as they read the body of the copy, meaning the rest of your page. So that means headlines are really important. That also includes subject lines of emails. He says, when you write your headline, you spend 80 cents of your dollar, meaning you should spend a lot of your time crafting a great headline, grabbing their attention. He says, never use, never use tricky headlines that are misleading. Use headlines that are clear and relevant to the copy, but use headlines that grab their attention. Remember that example I gave you where the headline for the Volkswagen ad was just lemon? What? This car's a lemon? What is this all about? Grab is their curiosity. He says simple headlines are better. The more information they give, the less curious they're going to be. Give them enough information to entice them to keep on reading. That's the whole point of a headline, to grab their attention and invite them to keep reading and to keep absorbing the content. Well, there you have it, guys. Those are the five lessons that I wanted to pass on from you that I've learned from David Ogilvy, the father of advertising. Timeless, timeless lessons. I really encourage you to Google him. Check out his advertising material, his sales copy. It's brilliant. There's so much you can learn. And at the very least, it will motivate you. It'll be an inspiration. That's it for today's lesson, but today's episode's not over. It's Free Ride Friday. I got to give away a lifetime membership to Easy Course. Let's see who won this week's free ride. And the winner is C.M. Bernard. C.M. Bernard says, amazing five stars. Stumbled upon this podcast recently, and it's so insightful. Lots of great topics. Thanks, Omar. Well, thank you, C.M. Bernard, and you are a winner. So your mission is to email me at omar at 100mba.net so we can hook you up with the free ride to Easy Course. It's that easy, guys. Just leave us an iTunes rating and review and you enter our weekly random draw to win a free ride. Before I go, I want to leave you with this. I Success leaves clues. I love studying people that are great at their craft. And even though David Ogilvy is from the 60s, his principles, 
His advertising skills and copy are really, really relevant today, and they can help you become better at marketing. So find inspiration, instruction, direction from the greats. It doesn't have to be the latest whiz that's a New York Times bestseller. It could be somebody with 50 years experience that has come and gone and left a legacy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll check you in Monday's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.